from the hole in the ground and the bloody little mess on the spade. The constable was young and still new to his beat. The great fashionable squares overawed him with their beautiful carriages, their matched pairs of liveried footmen and armies of servants. He found himself tongue-tied when he was required to speak to them. The magisterial butlers, the irascible cooks, the handsome parlour-maids. The boot-boys, the scullery-maid and the tweenies were much more his class. When he saw the hole in the ground and the gardener's discovery, he knew it was totally beyond him, and with horror and relief told them to wait where they were, move nothing, and ran as fast as his legs would carry him to the police station to hand the whole thing over to his inspector. He burst into the office, abandoning his manners in the excitement. Mr. Pitt, sir, Mr. Pitt, it's been a dreadful thing, sir, a terrible thing. Pitt was standing by the window, a big man with long curved nose and humorous mouth. He was plain to a degree and quite incredibly untidy, but there was intelligence and wit in his face. He raised his eyebrows at the constable's precipitate entrance, and when he spoke, his voice was beautiful. What sort of dreadful thing, Macbeth? The constable gasped. He couldn't utter a coordinated sentence for his lack of breath. A body, sir, in Calendar Square. Pitiful, sir, it is. They just found it now. The gardeners dug it up, in the middle, planting a tree or something. Pitt's face puckered in surprise. Calendar Square? Are you sure? You haven't got lost again, have you? Yes, sir. No, sir. Right in the middle. Calendar Square, sir. I'm positive. You better come and see. Buried. Pitt frowned. What sort of body? A baby, sir. Macbeth closed his eyes, and suddenly he looked quite ill. A very small baby, sir. Like newborn, I think. Reminds me of my kid sister when she was born. Pitt breathed out very slowly, a sort of private sigh. Sergeant Beatty, he said loudly. The door opened, and a uniformed man looked in. Yes, sir. Get an ambulance and Dr. Stilwell and come to Calendar Square. Someone been attacked, sir? His face brightened. Robbed? No, probably only a domestic tragedy. A domestic tragedy? Macbeth's voice rose in outrage. It's murder. Beatty stared at him. Probably not, Pitt said calmly. Probably some wretched servant girl seduced, kept it to herself, and gave birth alone. And the child died. She'd bury it and tell no one. Nurse her grief to herself so she wouldn't be put out on the streets with no job, no character to get another. God knows how many times it happens. Macbeth looked pale and pinched. Do you think so, sir? I don't know, Pitt answered him, going toward the door. But it wouldn't be the first time, nor the last. We'd better go and see. It took Pitt the last half-hour of daylight to look at the little body, poke round in the crumbly soil to see if there were anything else to help identify it, and find the second misshapen, cold little body. He sent the doctor and the ambulance away with them both, and a shaking, white-faced Macbeth home to his rooms, then Beatty and his men to post guard in the gardens. 
There was nothing else he could do that night until the doctor had given him some information. How old the babies had been, how long ago they had died, as near as could be estimated. And, if possible, what had been wrong with the second, deeper buried one to cause that misshapen skull? It was too much to hope they could tell now from what they had died. He arrived at his own home in the dark and the fine, clinging dampness of fog. The yellow gaslights were welcoming, promising warmth not only to the body but to the mind and the raw, vulnerable feelings. He stepped inside with an acute sense of pleasure that nearly two years of marriage hadn't mellowed. In the spring of 1881, he had been called to the horrifying case of the Cater Street hangman, the mass murderer of young women who garroted them and left their swollen-faced bodies in the dark streets. In that dreadful circumstance, he had met Charlotte Ellison. Of course, at that time, she had treated him with the dignified coolness any such well-bred young woman would use toward a policeman who was rather lower in the social scale than a moderately good butler. But Charlotte was a girl of terrifying honesty, not only toward others, causing a social chaos, but toward herself also. She had acknowledged her love for him and found the courage to defy convention and accept him in marriage. They were poor, startlingly so compared with the considerable comfort of her father's home, but with ingenuity and her usual forthrightness, she had dispensed with most of the small status symbols without which her erstwhile friends would have considered themselves bereft. Occasionally, when his feelings were raw on the matter, she joked that the relief from pretense was a pleasure to her, and perhaps it was at least half true. Now she came from the small drawing-room with its sparse, well-polished furniture and autumn flowers in a glass vase. Her dress was one she had brought with her, wine-coloured, a little out of fashion now, but her face glowed and the lamplight picked out all the warm mahogany tones in her hair. He felt a quick surge of joy, almost of excitement, as he saw her, and reached out immediately to touch her, to kiss her. After a moment, she pulled back, looking at him. "'What is it?' she asked, with a lift of anxiety in her voice. In the quick, enveloping warmth of meeting, he had forgotten Calendar Square. Now the memory returned. He wouldn't tell her. Heaven knew, after Cater Street, there was little of horror that she couldn't cope with, but there was no need to distress her with this. She was quick to sympathy. The little bodies, whether crime or simple tragedy, would stir her imagination to all the pain, the isolation and fear, whatever lonely, terrible thoughts had possessed the mother. What is it? she repeated. He put his arm round her and turned her back to the drawing-room, or perhaps parlour would have been a less pretentious name for it, in so small a house. A case, he replied, in Calendar Square. It will probably prove to be very little, but tedious in the proof. What have we for dinner? I've been outside, and I'm hungry. She didn't press him again, and he spent a slow, sweet evening by the fire, watching her face as she bent in concentration over her sewing, a piece of linen worn beyond its strength. Over the years there would be much patching and making do, many meals without meat, and when the children came, hand-me-down clothes. But it all seemed only a comfortable labour now, 
he found himself smiling. In the morning, it was different. He left early when the October mist still clung round the damp leaves and there was no wind. He went to the police station first to see if Dr. Stilwell had anything to tell him. Stilwell's dour face was even longer than usual. He looked at Pitt sourly, bringing with his presence an immediate reminder of death and human mutability. Pitt felt the warmth slip away, the comfort he had woken with. Well, he asked grimly. First one quite normal, as far as I could tell, Stilwell said quietly, which isn't very far. Been dead about six months, I should judge, poor little thing. Can't tell you whether it was born dead or died within a day or two. Nothing in the stomach. He sighed. Can't even tell you if it died naturally or was killed. Suffocation would be easy. Leave no marks. It was a girl, by the way. Pitt took a deep breath. What about the other one, the one lower down? Been dead a lot longer, nearer two years from what I can tell. Again, that's pretty much of a guess. And again, I don't know whether it was born dead or died within a few days. But it was abnormal, I can tell you beyond doubt. I could see that myself. What caused it? Don't know. Congenital, not an injury in birth. Would there be something in the parents' history? Not necessarily. We don't know what causes these things. Children like that can be born to anyone, even in the best families. It's just that they more often manage to keep it quiet. Pitt thought for a few moments. Could that be what it was? A matter of social embarrassment? What about the...